That's right, you geeks. Welcome into the Echo Screen, the official podcast of the Clan of the Gray Wolf. As always, I am your host, the Commodore. <laughs> and uh, furiously wrapping his lip over there is Rue. Rue, how's everything going right now for you? I'm fine. How are you? Good. Relax. Welcome to the Elton John podcast. Yes. You know what I love? Where it's all Elton John. All the time. Can you feel the love tonight? Welcome back, everybody. Here we are on the Echo Screen Live. We are actually going... No, we're not going to talk about Elton John. We might. We might. <laughs> I Only if some of you ask a question about it. I think Elton I know John. less about Elton John than I do Bette Midler. That's not true. You know more about Elton John. Are you sure? I'm positive. I know that Bette Midler's I would, parents I bet... are named Frank and Johnny. You don't know the best. Welcome to Bette Midler Facts. It's That's a lie, though. <laughs> um... We're not going to talk about Bette Midler. Could We're be true. probably not going to talk about Elton John. We are, however, tonight going to speak about E3. And uh, look, people, before you get all uppity, because I can sense it out there. Call me your um, I think E3 is actually worth talking about this year. It's, this is a good one. This yeah. is a good one to talk about. All those other ones we talked about were complete waste of time. Yeah. Pure, complete waste of time. Pure garbage. Announced nothing. A, a a total a total and utter waste of uh, precious precious resources of your of your miserable lives. Yes, your miserable lives were wasted on E3. Anyway, this year we are going to talk about E3. I I wanted, as a matter of fact, uh, so as you can imagine, E3 is our topic du jour. That is the topic of the day. Um, I wanted to eschew eschew material coverage so that you yes. can cast without having to carry a bag of. Uh, material components with you that's correct yes next you should take uh silent casting oh see that's a good that's one. a good feat yeah and then if you're you know like if you're muffled you know yes. like if you're going into a peace bound tournament or something like that and then you have to muffle your yes. or tie your fingers together yeah yes okay we took that way and how far. am i going to cast any spells yeah um no, this is not the Christopher Cross podcast. <clears throat> we are indeed going to talk about E3, but we're also <coughs> going to talk about... I was going to to completely get rid of the whole news and notes, tis and bits portion of the program. Garbage. Uh, I was practically begged to keep that portion of the program by Rue. And Cooper. Who can't wait to hear my diatribe against one of the most popular movies that just was, <laughs> was uh, launched. One of the most popular or the best opening weekend ever for a movie, you mean, I think is what you meant. Yes. And not the Fast and the Furious, and not Paul Blart Mall Cop Two. Paul Blart who? Uh, two. To Paul Blart. Blah, 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 blah. Clan of the Gray Wolf. Um, that would be uh, the first two portions of the program. The third portion of the program, in case you're playing along at home, happens to be the question and answer portion, in which we will take questions from you, the listener, the, live the on one, the air. Our one listener. Our one listener. Thank you. Thank you so much, listener. We're looking at you, if you, Mr. One K. Yes, Mr. We, K. We know you're, you you're you're secretly all the people in the chat. <laughs> yes, and thank you for boosting our <laughs> egos by pretending to be about mm, fifty other people right now. Thank you. Um. Anyway, we have the third portion of the program where you can ask questions. <laughs> to be of quality, although I'll be honest, right now I don't think it's any questions because we have a lot to talk about today. There's a lot going on. So let's get to it. So you, but if we do, <laughs> all you have to do, if, if you want to ask us a question, all you have to do oh, yeah, is click point. on my name in the chat. That's Commodore128. Send me a private message. You already got a couple trickling in. Mm -hmm. 
including one Mr. K. Thank you for being real. I appreciate that. Uh, you can also tweet at It's the Commodore. Any of your questions there. Uh, I do read the questions during the program, and then we'll select the best, only the best, by the way, questions that we will answer live on the air. Those questions do not have to pertain to the topic du jour. They do not have to pertain to the news and notes. They do not have to, indeed, pertain to anything that we discuss here on the podcast normally. They can pertain to just about anything. Like meatballs If we and like gravy. the question, like, like meatballs and gravy, or like the housing market. Whatever you like. <laughs> or that, uh, uh, the ever-expanding Republican field for the 2016 U.S. presidential nomination. A hundred people. Are we up to, we'll I, discuss them all. We're up to at least 110. 110. I think the local dog catcher just joined. Um, there you go. That's good. All right. So let's get, let's get to it. You're complaining that we don't have enough time to do anything. So I know. Well, we always run over and then you get angry at me and I throw things. Hey, I beat you because I, I beat you because I love you. So, yes. <clears throat> all right. Well, I appreciate that. Listen, I have something very serious to talk about with the people out there. Yes. Okay. Can you give me? Can you give me a second here? Wait, wait, wait. Can you? Can you do me a kindness? No. Um, I, I, I need to. Te- <laughs> I need to text exact, or I need to text. I need to bring up the exact text you sent me first thing in the morning, uh, which was okay. <laughs> a long time ago. So much to talk about tonight! Exclamation point. Tell me you've seen Jurassic World. I say, nope. You say, damn, I want to rip it apart. <laughs> I uh, th- really do. That sounded a lot uh, more exciting uh, when I was reading it through my groggy haze first thing in the morning. But um, yeah. so, so, so now, is your, now is your chance. I have not seen Jurassic World. I do realize that it's like the, yes. the, the biggest opening weekend ever. Something like eight bajillion dollars. Yes. So, uh, eight bajillion. So explain to the people, such as me, such as I, say I'm like, hey, Kami, I'm going to take a cat and go watch Jurassic World this weekend at the Cineplex. Maybe uh, take my my best girl out for a phosphate afterward. Uh, Why would I not want to do that? Sounds dangerous. Um, I would say (laughs) this, the following. Not phosphorus, phosphate. Not phosphorus. Yeah, I was about to say that sounds kind of dangerous for for reals. Um, Folks, I, I have a confession to make. Okay, listen. When any of you that were alive and remember, in fact, seeing The Phantom Menace in 1999 when that movie first came out, you're going to know what I'm talking about. If you weren't alive, just play along. Just play along. Pretend you're old like Remember? Play along. Pretend you're old. Okay. Here's what happened when Phantom Menace was released. Everybody, right off the bat, went, hey... Star Wars is back. This is freaking great. We got to go see this movie multiple times, in which case I actually did. Saw multiple times Phantom Menace in the theater. Okay. Here we are 16 years on. Everybody knows what the prevailing discourse is around the Phantom Menace today, which is that it is totally utter dog excrement. That's the most disappointing yes. thing since my son. You following me so far? Yes. Yeah, you, you following me, Mr. Cameraman? All right. <laughs> All right. Folks, I got lulled into a false sense of security by the Phantom Menace. You got lulled into it? Here to te- I got lulled into it. Because here's, here's what I'm going to tell you. Laughing all the this way is what I'm going to tell you right now. Don't believe what you're hearing about Jurassic World. 
It's not true. I heard it was pretty good. It's, it's the, that's exactly right. It's the second coming of the Phantom Menace. Everyone's going to tell you that it's good, but I am not going to take the bait, folks. No. No. I know you come to this show for uh, outside of your nonsensical gibberish that you like every two weeks. You come to this show because you're looking for a real opinion on current stuff. And so I'm going to give it to you. Okay, right. I'm not going to fall into the pitfall here of saying that Jurassic World was good because, folks, I'm here to tell you right now that I you are swimming against the tide to you tell you right now. Long winded Jurassic World. <laughs> yes, the Jurassic World. <laughs> this is my moment. You're, let me have it. This is a very long winded introduction to, to your the Jurassic World. <laughs> Can you let me make my point here? Jurassic World. Is not a good movie. 65 billion years ago, when dinosaurs roamed the Earth. Back when the Earth was still in diapers. Um, <clears throat> and then when cinema first came about, thanks to... Uh, Jurassic World. is not a good movie. Why is it not a it's good not movie? It's not a good movie. Well, why not? It's not a good movie. There's a lot of reasons. It's got Chris okay. Pratt. It's got uh, Denise Crosby. What's her name? Hey, I, Bryce Ellis like Howard. That's Denise it. Crosby? I, I like Chris Pratt. Yeah. I really like Bryce Dallas Howard, if you know what I mean. I don't know what you mean. Um, I even like some of the characters in the movie that they featured again, like somebody like Henry Wu, for example, who's the only recurring character from the first film that's in this one. No, Dennis Hedrick. Um, there, no, he's not in it. Oh. There, he, remember, he was uh, devoured by a fake dinosaur. Oh. Um, yes. So... Here is the here's here's uh, there's a lot of problems with this movie. Okay, um, first of all, let me tell you that it is better than Jurassic Park two, which you and I saw in the theater. That's not saying much. And it's better than Jurassic Park three, which is saying even less. Yes, it's better than both of those films. Okay, I'm going to give it that. It's better than those two. However. This is a, a, a soft kind of reboot of the first film, and it is basically remaking all of the um, tried-and-true elements of the first three films all in one. That's not a good thing. And I'll tell you why. Because if they rehash every single storyline, they have mm. completely, no, completely two-dimensional characters, no... No depth to these characters at all. The uh, the 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 um, the suspension of disbelief is impossible with this film, right from the get go. Now I realize some of you out there right now who are among our more intelligent listeners are going to be saying to yourself, "But Commodore, this is a film about dinosaurs running around a fake island off the coast of Costa Rica." Fair enough point. Fair enough point. Isla Nublar. Isla Nublar. However. <laughs> or something like that. It, you, you, you must, to a certain degree, suspend disbelief in order to enjoy a film. <laughs> this movie is impossible to do that. Well, apparently, m m your better half, Miss Quote, is in the chat room saying that she jumped yes. on just because she can hear you getting jazzed up. And she wants to say Jurassic World rocks. 
and she thought it was very good. I'm, I'm not going okay. to okay. be around the bush here. Okay, explain. I'm going to be around the bush here. So, I, I will say I have uh, friends of mine at work who saw it. Yes. And they enjoyed it mightily. So is this a... They is this a, are wrong. Is They're it, wrong. Is this the this kind movie of movie you have to turn off? Your, balls. So there's no middle ground here. There's no... Oh, it's okay if you turn your brain off. If you just want some action. If you want some dinosaurs doing dinosaur stuff. No, you're like, that's not good no, at all. No, listen, no, no, no. I, I, I already told you it's better than two and three. <clears throat> it's just not better than one. What I, what I would say is... One if was you are, an amazing movie, though. If you're a person that lives your life for superhero movies, and all you like is mindless action, you will get it in this movie. It's there. If you just want to see more teeth, you want to see more teeth, then this is the movie for you. If, in fact, you enjoyed the original Jurassic Park for any reason other than the fact that it simply was about dinosaurs, this movie will be an utter disappointment to you. And I just wanted to let you know that. This is my public service announcement to you. All right. So we should probably move on because this is taking longer than I expected. But, okay, prediction. Prediction for me. In 10 years, this, this Jurassic World movie will be seen in the same light as The Phantom Menace. And not mm, that's harsh. in the same light as the, Steve, as the Steven Spielberg classic. Spielberg? I, get, I gave him his proper German pronunciation. You want to fight about it? <laughs> He's German? Spielberg. Um, I don't know why I did that. Why did I do that? I don't know. Anyway, Steven Spielberg, the classic <clears throat> from 1992. It is not even in the same league. 93. As that movie. Um, you're not going to believe it any of the way through. The, the the whole story is nothing but rehashes from the old plots in every single foreseeable way all the way down. So it's more like a, re- um, a remake almost. It's, it is. It's, it's, it's like a remake a hollow, without being a remake. It's a hollow remake of three movies crammed into one. All right. So okay. basically, if you are just interested in some TNA, go ahead and watch it. Yes. Absolutely. And by TNA, I mean Tyrannosaurus and Apatosaurus. <laughs> yes. If that's Apatosaurus. Still, I that's think there's thing. an Apatosaurus. I know, yeah, I know Brontosaurus is a thing again suddenly, so that's good. Is it really? It is. It's a real dinosaur again. See? Is Pluto a planet yet? Nope, still not is a that, planet. That happen? That's not going to happen. We keep finding these dwarf planets. Although New Horizons is going to swing by in another month or so. That should be interesting. Ah, see? See? This, this is why I pay attention to this podcast. Um, <laughs> Welcome to the Pluto anyway, cast. Folks, I'm not telling you don't see Jurassic <clears throat> World. Just saying, don't. Don't expect much. Don't expect much. Okay. And, and, and don't, by... Don't. Good God. Keep the rose-colored nostalgia glasses on the entire time you're watching because it's the only way you're going to enjoy this. So, okay. So let's uh let's let's do the last bit. Of, let's 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 roll our last bit of TNA or I'm sorry, TNB. I was thinking of the Tyrannosaurus and the Potosaurus again. Let's roll yeah. our last bit of uh, TNB into uh, the main topic of E3. So, not to, you know, spoiler alert, there was an announcement from Sony or sorry, yeah, no, at the Sony press conference that Square Enix is, uh, Squeenix is remaking finally, 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 uh, to the joy of many fanboys everywhere, Final Fantasy VII. Earth yeah, right. Uh, <clears throat> Final Fantasy VII. Uh, like, com- complete remake. This should be part of our E3 news. Hey, shut up. I'm getting to it. Okay. Um, okay, go ahead. But here's the news part. Um, okay. Is that uh, Tetsuya Nomura who is the series director of Final Fantasy, Uh, during one of the many, uh, you know, interviews he had to give throughout E3, 
uh, and probably many questions he had to field about Final Fantasy VII Remake, uh, said the following, quote, Considering that we have remakes of Final Fantasy up to four, and then we have seven, I've been working with Mr. Yoshinori Kitase, I'm so bad at this, since yeah. Final Fantasy V, and we've noticed that five and five and six are missing. That bothers me. How come we've skipped over those two? Basically saying, hey, I would like Hi. to be doing some Final Fantasy V and six remakes. Yeah, and, and you know, one of those I'm excited about, one of those I'm not. Well, yeah, I think everyone would be a lot more excited about Final Fantasy VI Remake than Final Fantasy V. But, I mean, he has a very uh, good point, because I was yeah. asking the same thing. We've had remakes, we, a damn good remake of Final Fantasy IV, uh, and, and and the first three as well. Um, <clears throat> and now, mm. now, I mean, the, if you go by the trailer, the Final Fantasy VII looks like a, re- it's a full ground-up remake. Looks like it'll probably be amazing. Uh, yeah, let's see some six. I don't even care if it's done in the same style as the DS. Uh, remake of Final Fantasy 4. You and I have argued about this before. We have, and I, I welcome a Final Fantasy 6 remake. You're 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 changing your stance on this. Did you, mm-hmm. I thought before you you mm-hmm. were you were like me in that. Hey, why mess with the classic? No, don't fix with any broken. In in general, no. I've always said I would like a Final Fantasy 6 remake. It, it makes me a little. Right. I, I spe- maybe Bring I don't. <laughs> Roll that beautiful bean footage. Roll that beautiful bean footage. No, because I mean, video game remakes. In general, I think have a better track record than, for example, movie remakes. Yeah, like, like um, Jurassic World, for example. Well, <laughs> yes, exactly. I really just wanted yes. to make that point so you could talk more about Jurassic World. I hated the movie. <laughs> I hated it. <laughs> I hated like, it, and I'm not giving in to you people to tell me it's good because it's not. I mean, for example, uh, I am loath to see the new Ghostbusters remake that's coming up, and yeah. I will categorically. With uh, the Hemsworth uh, child as the uh, secretary. Who? You know, Thor. Thor is the secretary in the movie. Really? You didn't hear this? Okay, now I'll watch it. Uh, the Hemsworth. Uh, what's his name? Chris Hemsworth? The, the Hemsworth child is what you refer well, to? I thought, I thought, Thor, I thought the, the god of thunder? I thought, I thought the kids out there would understand the, uh, the Hemsworth anyway. concept. And I would, Doesn't he have a brother that's like named something that's not Chris? I don't know. Bob? I, I was just trying to not confuse my Hemsworth. Bob Hemsworth? Bob, Bob Hemsworth. He's a butcher. He's a butcher. I mean, he has, and a damn good one, too. Yeah, I know. He's got some beautiful cuts of meat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's where I go to get my uh, persnickety fishnicket. What? Oh, okay. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, and back, to, about the Ghostbusters back to the back. Yeah, and back to the future. I'm super against them ever remaking that. I yeah. am scared they will one day, but please don't. They will. Of course they will. But video game remakes, I... I <laughs> With uh, Michael J. Fox as Doc. <laughs> That'd be awful. Um, uh, but Final Fantasy IV was a great remake on the DS. And the Dragon Quest games uh, 4, 5, and 6, I think, yeah, that's all that they remade for the DS. Those went by really well, or went went really well. So I'm, I'm excited to see, a, a, hopefully, they will work on a Final Fantasy VI remake at some point. I thought that was some exciting news, potentially. See? I like that too. I mean, I, I'm I'm against kind of remaking um, a, a lot of a lot of a lot of the classics that I think are really uh, as good as they're going to get in their current form. 
But Final Fantasy VII, interestingly, is not one of those games. I mean, I, I definitely am excited about the fact that Final Fantasy VII is going to be remade because I think it was... I'm not as... It could be great. Yeah. Well, we're kind of slipping into the actual E3 three, uh, yeah. wrap-up now. So, hey, let's just go ahead and do that. So, All right. Hey, we're going to talk about E3. Ready? Go. All right. Go. So, Final Fantasy VII was uh, announced for uh, that they're working on it for Sony PlayStation 4. What are your thoughts? What? <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, you know, I'm, I'm pretty excited about this. I mean, I, I, you know, this was one of those announcements. And, and by the way, let, let, let me take a step back here. Everyone has well documented the, uh, the, the feelings not only of the Commodore on this subject, but both of us from this program about how unexciting and how irrelevant E3 has been in the past. Um, I do not feel that way about this year. And maybe I maybe I'm crazy, but I, I I don't feel that way. I feel like there was a lot of really cool news this year. E3 lived up to the hype this year, and uh, I don't. I mean, do you feel that way, or do you feel like this was just another E3? I mean, what what are you what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, there was some general. there was some pretty interesting news. I mean, yeah. <clears throat> we can uh, let, let uh, okay. We should probably hit the big the big three first. Well, I'm, I'm going to answer your question. Yeah, I just, yeah. Me E3 this year was more newsworthy than it has been in a long time. I mean, I feel like there was well, legitimate, <laughs> relevant releases, announcements. Um, you, you know what the reason for that is? Is because you have two of the big two of the big three, Microsoft and Sony, hitting the stride. They're hitting the meat yes. of their console cycle, finally. Exactly what I was going to argue. They've been out a year and a half. Great. You know, the games are, they have a better idea of what's coming out sooner rather than later. For the most part, yes. So let's let's talk about that. Let's talk about yep. uh, the the main presentations, the uh, the press conferences or uh, press confries, as they call them in the biz. Confrie. Yeah. <laughs> it's French. Um, yeah. Uh, Sony. Did you see any of the press conferences? First off, Sony. So yes, um, I certainly didn't watch them all the way through. I I I, but- I actually watched Nintendo and Sony's. I normally watch Nintendo's. I like put it on at work while I'm eating lunch. And uh, Sony's, for some reason, I was I was at home at night and I was like, oh, Sony's press hey, conference is about to. Come. Why the heck not? I got I got yeah, stuff I can do while that's in the background. So sure, they put on a good sure. press conference. Um, I thought they did a great job. They they really excited. I didn't think the, there was a weak conference of the three of them this year. No, I, uh, well, we'll talk about that when we get to Nintendo's. Yeah, I think Sony's was, the, was good. Yes, if you want to count that as part of Nintendo's conference, yes, it was very good. Uh, well, 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 let's talk about Sony's for right now. Yeah, I think, sure. I think most people would probably say that they won. Uh, we don't do such, you know, superlatives here because that's kind of silly. But no, they had a pretty strong press conference. Some of the highlights were uh, a good nod to the past. Uh, no, you know, re, re announcing the remake of Final Fantasy VII, of course. Uh, they strangely, somewhat strangely, announced the Kickstarter for uh, Shenmue 3. Yeah, that was the most bizarre, by far, to me, that was the most bizarre announcement at a a press conference this year. Which, after two days, has exceeded its $2 million goal and has passed $3 million. So, um, and then after after it hit the $2 million mark, Sony said, yeah, okay, we're going to be pouring some money into it ourselves. Which makes sense, because the first two Shenmue games cost upwards of like 70 million dollars each roughly uh, off the top of my head and that was over yes. a decade ago so yeah. 
there was no way they were going to make make the third installment on two million dollars. So, no. My thought is that Sony probably wanted to actually gauge interest and maybe even build some hype. And uh, but I think Which they did. I think the backroom deal was always that hey, if this hits, if this if this has a good enough response, yeah, okay, we'll go ahead and help you out. So yeah, no no, no doubt about that. I agree. <clears throat> and and they finally uh, have. Uh, Showing off Last Guardian, which they've been talking about for a very long time. That was surprising and a welcome surprise because uh, The Last Guardian has been teased for many, many, since the launch of the PS3, really. Yeah. Um, so uh, for years, people have been, you know, I mean, they, gosh, as recently as maybe six or, or eight months ago, um, people were calling the entire Last Guardian concept dead, dead in the water. No one was working on it, so on and so forth. Turns out, not true. They are working on it. Apparently. And so so of all the things that Sony noted, they also announced several new games, uh, mm-hmm. which we won't go through one by one. But let me just no. ask you, let me ask you this way. What yeah. most excited you from Sony's press conference? Yeah, I mean, I. Uh, they also discussed the, Project Morpheus a bit. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, the Uncharted teaser at the end mm-hmm. was really, and I, I have not played a tremendous amount of uncharted at all because I'm not I don't have playstations I only know people that have playstations um, although maybe that'll change who knows but uh, that announced the, the the way that that game looked it was absolutely gorgeous I mean it was unbelievably you know beautiful in terms of how it looked uh, the the fluidity of the control in it that was really cool so uh, to me um, you know the whole concept of of bringing Uncharted to the PS4. Uh, they really lived up to expectation about what kind of game that should look like. Um, and even though I'm not necessarily an Uncharted fan, that that impressed me a lot. That that was a pretty cool demo. Okay, uh, I I'd have to agree. I thought that looked pretty good. Uh, yeah. I didn't have a PS3. Um, I'm still on the fence about whether I want an Xbox One or a PS4. So. Uh, I think at the end of this, I'm going to have to ask the chat to go ahead and give me their recommendations because I'm I'm about to be in the market um, as of today. Yeah, <laughs> really. I wanted to wait until E3 was done to see, but uh, yep. uh, the Final Fantasy VII remake, I am excited about. Final Fantasy VII was not my favorite of the series, but it's still I would I would still call it the last the last old school Final Fantasy game before they really started mucking up all the uh, uh, game mechanics every single. Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, entry. Um, but beyond Draw. that, yeah. uh, there was um, No Man's Sky. No Man's Sky looked <sighs> well. The immensity of No Man's yeah, Sky. Yeah, it, it reminded me a lot of. Uh, oh crap! It fell out of my head. What's that MMO that's been around for like a decade? Um, the MMO that's been around for a decade. It's a. It's a. That's a space. Oh, someone in the chat. I'm gonna feel so dumb. Anyway, basically, it's it's a it's a space simulator. You know, you can yes. go from system to system, planet to planet in your uh, starfighter, essentially your spaceship, and kind of wander around. You can land on planets, uh, and they're fully realized planets. You can interact with the environment. There's life forms there, potentially aliens, etc., etc. Yeah. It yeah. just in the little demo they showed, I was impressed. It looked a little bit like a watered down Star Citizen, at least what Star Citizen is. Yes, thank you, Eve, Eve Online. Thank you. I even, you I even played Very it a little good. bit back in the day, but nice. Um, it was it was pretty interesting. Um, it's still going strong too, but um, 
<clears throat> but yeah, I mean, the, Star Citizen, which is you know, is is perhaps the the <laughs> the biggest game in vaporware right now with like eighty million dollars already pre-sold <laughs> of it. Uh, right. But I, I mean, if that's the that's a completely different topic. Actually, that could be a whole topic in of itself. Um, oh, yeah. But, I mean, what they promised there, this seems like a more reasonable kind of uh, personification or, or implementation of that. And it caught my eye. Um, yes. Definitely looked good. Uh, yes. That, that, that was one of the, one, the new game, newer games that I thought was more exciting than others. Yeah. Uh, but what, what I noticed from the... Pl- and this is why I wouldn't necessarily say a PlayStation ran away with anything here, is that... A lot of their games were 2016, you know, they're, they're, at least, you know, yeah. like pretty far off. Some some didn't even have, like Final Fantasy VII. Do we actually think that's going to come out anytime soon? No. Uh, I mean, they, they've supposedly been working it over the past year and a half, but no date given at all. Uh, yeah. Really kind of rough trail, not rough, but uh, quick trailer. Uh, I, I think they're quite a bit off on development of that. Sh- Shen- yeah, trailers don't mean a whole lot. Uh-huh. either you know Shenmue I mean, trailers, 3, same thing i mean that just went to a kickstarter so how much have they been really working on that if at all not much at all you know yeah. uh, some of these big name titles are quite a bit away and um it's true on top of that a lot of them are multi-platform a lot of them say first on playstation you know even final fantasy yeah. 7 is first on playstation first on playstation which is and then what does that really mean it means yeah. that it's going to be cross-platform if not xbox right. one then at least pc so yeah. if that's the case what's the real impetus for me to get a ps4 right yeah i mean that's that's a man that's a tough one that, that I, and I'm that's not, why i'm not sure yeah and they were, you're right almost everything it felt like almost everything they said was you know a first on playstation concept and and that just didn't whenever somebody says that the first thing i think of is okay well that just means that for somebody like me who's slow to buy games anyway it means absolutely nothing right yeah um so anyway so anyway so that that was that was sony and the playstation and like i said they talk about morpheus a lot let's go ahead and talk about that right now let's talk about pretty much all you know you had the um consumer version of the oculus rift was revealed you had mm-hmm. morpheus you had uh uh the hololens from microsoft you know virtual reality is still a big thing at these trade shows it's still getting yeah. a lot of hype in the gaming press i uh you know you have a lot more games a lot more uh launch window type games for yeah. these platforms that are made for the platform coming out or, or being shown off and I feel the same way I did when we last talked about it. Man, that's really cool. Yeah, it's really impressive. Yeah. That's great technology. It's fun to play. I am not at all convinced it's going to become any sort of mass market appeal. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's probably true. The only thing that that would change my mind to a certain extent, number one, is the fact that you and I both uh, tried out the Oculus and it was quite impressive. Secondly, um, they made a point to illustrate in the Oculus press conference that um, it wasn't just about the headset, that they've been thinking about control, that they've been thinking about tracking movements, and that everything should be able to work together kind of as a system. And yeah. that to me is, is, is exciting because it's not just about kind of how cool it is to be in a virtual reality environment, but it's also about how one can control a game, one can actually really play a game in virtual reality space. And that to me is pretty exciting. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm, it's interesting. After we actually demoed uh, 
<clears throat> Oculus at PAX East. I, I was more mm. turned on to it than I was. That might, and I think that's part of the tricky thing that needs to be done is it's it's a thing you have to experience. You can't just watch a commercial for it on TV or the internet and really no. be sold on the experience. That's going to be difficult. Anyway, uh, before we no, move I on, agree. before we move on to Microsoft, um, Tom Server in the chat was asking what consoles we currently own, just to kind of get an idea of our biases. Uh, I have a of the modern generation. I have a Wii U uh, and a 3DS. Yeah, I have none of That's the it. current generation consoles because I made a decision in that. Although Wii U is probably the closest one that I'm, I'm, uh, mm. I am to getting, um, especially with some of the announcements that came out over uh, yeah. E3, which we'll talk about in a minute. Uh, and, um, yeah, and I'm in, as I've said before, I'm in the market for either a PS4 or an Xbox One. I don't see the purpose of getting both. Um, yeah, because so many things are cross-platform. I'm just trying to figure out which. Right. Um, anyway, uh, Microsoft. What's what's your big yes. takeaway from Microsoft? There were actually some. Um, it wasn't Halo. Let's put it that way. Uh, yeah, that was good. They, they announced the, Halo and Gears of War, which are yeah expected. Both, really, although the Gears of War stuff looked phenomenal, not just the remake, but the fact that there's they're working on a new Gears of War and so on and so forth. Yeah. Um. The 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 thing that that was probably the most memorable from the from the entire Xbox presentation was the announcement of backwards compatibility. Yeah, uh, which I did not think, I did not think at all uh, that was going to happen. I really didn't think that was going to happen in, in this generation or with this, with the Xbox One specifically, um, because of the architectural differences, so on and so forth. Um, the fact that they're doing it to me is kind of a signal from Microsoft that this is something they didn't want to do because they could have launched with it. You know that, right? Uh, yeah. Uh, they're, they're doing it because I think to a certain extent they're trying to get people like me who own a 360 to just cough up the money and buy an Xbox One, right? Um, I'm not sure that's going to work, but it certainly makes the case a lot easier. The fact that I don't have to throw away into my 360 games or yes. don't have to, you know, whatever. I mean, just the fact that I can have backwards compatibility with 360 is another good reason why I would buy an Xbox One. Let's put it that way. And it's an amazing... Uh, you know, Mr. K says, haven't we moved past beyond backwards compatibility? I, I don't think so. I mean, the thing is, when you no. have... when you have, It's a selling point, for sure. It is. It's just amazing to me that in the space of two years, how far Microsoft's, Microsoft has, has turned uh, from, yeah. from you can't... You can't sell your used games or trade games with friends to, hey, right. guys, you can use your Xbox 360 games in the Xbox One. Uh, it, yep. It's just kind of amazing. Uh, now, it's in limited availability. It is. It's, it's not available yet. and It's going to be in li limited availability when it does come out. But it's something. It's more than what the PS4 has. If PS4 had the ability to play PS3 games, it wouldn't be a problem for me. I would just get that. Because right. I missed out on the PS3 generation. I don't have one. Right. It's, it's still relatively expensive to get one. Um, yes. But there's a lot of good games on it. Um, I agree. Anyway, so yeah, I think for most people, that was the big takeaway from the Microsoft press conference was the the surprise announcement of backwards combat compatibility. Right. Uh, that, that was that was not something I expected. Let's put it that way. And maybe that's why it sticks out. But I, I, um, I think that's an interesting turn for Microsoft. The other interesting piece of, of kind of the how far they've turned comment you made is that uh, there was really... As, as far as I can tell, and, and I, I didn't watch the entire press conference, but there was really no mention of the Kinect. Oh, no. Yeah, Kinect's obviously dead by this point, which makes me sad, yeah. but... 
It is. Well, whatever. It is what it is. It, the yeah. writing was on the wall once they started selling Xbox uh, Ones with without Connect, yeah. and, oh, and it was not required for game development. Yeah, right. That's right. Uh, it'll be interesting also to see how Windows 10 really integrates with all with the Xbox. Um, yes. The, the, Although you know, I mean, I don't know. I've I've already pre-registered for my Windows 10 upgrade. Oh, um, I need to do that too. That's right. Yep, which I'm sure will be good. I just, you know, to me, the idea of the streaming and the, you know, the cross-platform, some of the some of the concepts they introduced, like being able to play modded versions of games. Um, that's a concept that you and I never would have thought would have ever hit the console generation of any kind, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems like we're stepping closer and closer to things like mods being available cross-platform which is pretty cool that is that is pretty interesting actually um yeah yeah they they discussed uh how it's going to work with uh fallout 4 but we'll talk about we'll get to that in a minute too with the the other Mm -hmm. the other boys uh nintendo so you saw you you said that you came away more closely wanting to get a wii u well I, i thought i thought there were some pretty cool interestingly yeah, I mean, you know, the Wii U is, um, it's already a very compelling system just because of the fact that it's got all the, you know, here's the thing. If, you just, if you're just a pure gamer and you really enjoy, and by that, I, it's kind of funny how that term has changed over the last 10 years. But to me, if you just like fun games and you're not about trying to get the biggest and baddest or the you know, the newest Call of Duty or any of that other kind of crap, which was all showcased, obviously, in all the hmm. new platforms. Um, then to me, the Wii U seems to be the way to go because there's a lot of just pure, fun, kind of, you know, uh, simple experiences on the Wii U. Now, here's one reason why I actually really, something that I took away, you're going to laugh because this is, this is going to seem so silly and stupid. But I have such great memories of, of previous iterations of this game that it actually did push me a little further along the path to wanting a Wii U. And that is that they are making Mario Tennis. I thought of you Wii. immediately when I saw that. I <laughs> love Mario Tennis and uh, played it uh, in, just, just incessantly with my brothers. So oh, I remember. Um, the fact that they're making Mario for Mario Tennis for the Wii U pushed me a little bit further. I know that's not the biggest announcement. I know that's not, you know, but for me, that stuck, that stuck out because I was very interested in the idea of playing Mario Tennis in a Wii U. Yeah, to, to me, I mean, I, I am uh, more a fan of Nintendo than, than the other platforms, obviously. I get Nintendo platforms first, and then I get something else second. But mm-hmm. uh, there, this was a thin... Okay, Talking just about the main E3 presentation, uh, it seemed a bit thin to me, especially compared to last year. You know, last year you had sure. Smash Brothers and, hey, New Legend of Zelda, and we're also working on Star Fox, surprise, blah, 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 isn't that great? Amiibos right. and et cetera. And now right. they're like, I mean, like they, they, they spent a good bit of time on Yoshi's Woolly World, which looks like a good game, but they did yeah. the same thing last year. Yeah. Like, like a behind the scenes segment on Yoshi's Woolly World. It's like, okay, that's interesting, yeah. but you already did that. I mean, not the same right. segment, obviously, but still. Um, they it, it makes you wonder about why they did the resurgence um, of mm-hmm. the Nintendo World Championships. Maybe because they didn't have enough stuff. 
Well, I'll, to I'll fill up a, so a really I'll, three kind of conference. I'll get to that in a minute. Uh, they also announced things like Legend of Zelda, a new Legend of Zelda game for 3DS. They had lots of stuff for 3DS actually. Uh, a new mm-hmm. Legend of Zelda mm-hmm. game for 3DS, uh, which looks fine. A uh, new a new Metroid game, which isn't really a Metroid game, so it makes people upset because it's more of a multiplayer shooter type thing. Uh, like you said, Mario Tennis, Star Fox is supposed to be coming out this holiday. Uh, although a lot of people weren't too thrilled with the, uh, the previews that they saw, especially graphics wise. Um, but, oh, and a lot, lots of Amiibo stuff, but, um, and nothing about Legend of Zelda, which we kind of knew also nothing about the, although Reggie did note the Nintendo, the existence of the Nintendo uh, NX, I believe it's called. Yes, yes. Which is the next mysterious platform? Question mark. Console? <laughs> question mark. Question mark. Yep. Uh, they'll talk about it, I'm sure, more at the next E3 if more information doesn't come out before then. Um, we're we're in the th- we're entering the third year of the Nintendo Wii U cycle. You know, or by the end of this year, it'll be the it'll be three years old yes and it seems like things are slowing down already it seems like yeah isn't that weird it it seems like nintendo's starting to take its eggs out of that basket and they're starting to put it into whatever the nx is supposed to be Mm -hmm. um i think the big stuff that's going to come out at this point is uh star fox it's going to be legend of zelda and then that's probably about about it. it now i'm not saying that that's I have the Wii U and I enjoy it. You know, I mean, if you want games that you're not going to find on the Xbox uh, One or the PlayStation Four or the PC, right. there's some really good things you can find on the on the uh, Wii U. Just yeah. don't expect much more than what you already know of at this point. Uh, uh, absolutely, that's all. Um, yeah. <coughs> having said except that, for Mario Tennis, except for Mario Tennis, uh, but the world Nintendo the the resurgence of the Nintendo World Championships, which was this past Sunday. Did you did you watch that? I did, uh, although in limited fashion. But yes, uh, I did. I, I kind of peeked in and out, but I definitely stayed for the final round, which was uh, involved what I think the most intriguing uh, game uh, coming out this year for the Wii U. Potentially, it will be, and that's the Super Mario Maker. Um, where you can make your own Mario levels and share the them on the internet. That concept is so cool to me. They're, yeah. they're doing it really well. When I saw it last yeah. year, uh, they talked about it at E3 last year, I was like, oh, okay, that seems fine. That might be an interesting little game. But now they're adding so much stuff to it and so much versatility. And then they showed it off in the perfect way in the final stage of the Nintendo World Championships where they had some guys from the localization team, the Treehouse. They made like mm-hmm. several stages in Mario uh, at Mario Maker and they had the final contestants play through it and it was just hilarious and awesome. And mm-hmm. I think that sold more copies of Mario Maker than anything they could have shown at E3. And, and that's, there you go. I mean, I, then it, it, it definitely uh, fulfilled its purpose. Yeah. Let's put it that way. If you haven't seen it, go to YouTube and just look up the last, uh, the last round. It was great. Um, it's awesome. Very interesting. And, uh, also announced at the Nintendo World Championships was uh, this is just a side note is uh, they Nintendo finally released uh, Earthbound Zero, Earthbound for the NES, which they have renamed Earthbound Beginnings, um, mm-hmm. and and it was available for download that day. Um, and since then, ha- cool. yeah, which is which is random and awesome, and has now become the uh, it's number two on the recent best sellers list for the Wii U. So. Huh. That's awesome. Uh, I'm not going to say that that promises a Mother 3 translation, hopefully, at some point, but 
it's a step in the right direction. So hey, why not? Right? Yeah, we'll something. S- we'll see. I I had to download that first thing. So yeah. Um, anything else on Nintendo from your end? No, I mean, or you of know, course, going long. Nintendo was a little bit slim for me. I think it suffice it to say that. Yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't thrilled with Nintendo's pre- press conference, but whatever. Uh, I, you know, I, I kind of see where I think people see where it's going. I'm, I'm, I'm fine with the Wii U. I'm, I'm looking, uh, I'm looking more toward the end of its life cycle right now and wondering what's coming next. Which is really crazy, considering that the Wii U still feels very fresh and still feels very new in terms of a product, but is very much not supported that way, it seems like, from Nintendo's side of things. Yes. Uh, Other big things of the show. Uh, You go first. Uh, Other big highlights of ours from the show, I should say. Yeah, there there were a lot of of good highlights, but I'll I'll get into some of the things I thought were pretty cool. One was um, a new... Uh, Mirror's Edge game. Oh yeah, that looks that looks not only to be um, a worthy successor to the original, but also a lot more uh, kind of just uh, uh, appealing overall as, as a game. Um, the the original Mirror's Edge I thought was was a pretty good game. It was interesting and new. It was good. It just it wasn't it wasn't great. It wasn't one hundred percent polished yet. It didn't have kind of the the fluidity of controls. I know that that I that you would expect from a game like Mirror's Edge. Uh, this game looks really cool, um, and I I think it, it's great that a game Mirror's Edge did uh, was was very very well received by critics, but was not nearly as well received in terms of its numbers and sales. Okay. Um, to me, it's it's good that publishers are and 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 you know, really anyone is looking to re it's not, not to remake a game like that, but to make a game uh, or a new iteration of a game that didn't sell all that well. This is not a you know another Call of Duty. This is not another Assassin's Creed, right? <laughs> which is other things we could talk about. Which which by the you way, j- just to go back, the one of the funniest quotes to me of the night was. Uh, during at the Sony presentation, where the guy on stage said, "For this year's Assassin's Creed," I'm like, "Yes, yeah, pretty much. It's like the Madden of uh, stealth games at this point." That's it. I mean, how how else do you admit to the public that you're just kind of pushing mindless iterations out at them? Yeah, you know, it's like, hey, this this year's, and then next year's will be. And you just kind of go, you know, and, and so to me, everything he said after that was like meaningless. Like, ooh, this is the first time we're going to be traveling to 19th century London. Ooh. And you're like, you're like, oh, okay, this year's like, who cares? <laughs> you know what I mean? Next like, year. So next year we'll be, we'll be traveling to the Boer War. Woo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. What? Next year will be 20th century London. Like, I, I don't, I, I it didn't. I have always thought that Assassin's Creed was a property that was really intriguing. And I, I certainly enjoyed the first one and the second one as well. Um, most of what has come after that has been um, it's kind of rehashing from what I've seen. Yeah. Um, probably, arguably the biggest and the biggest, most excited. What am I talking about? The biggest, uh, most excited. Let, let me rewind. Let me rewind my brain a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, restart. Perhaps, yeah. arguably, 
Yeah. Damn it. Arguably, the biggest news to come out of E3 this year is the announcement yes. of Fallout 4. Or, yes. or, or, you know, the trailer and, and such. And announcement yes. that it will be coming out by the end of the year. Um, that's pretty big. That's big for Bethesda. Yes. Uh, and it's got a lot of people excited. And you know what that means. Another Elder Scrolls is, is coming up. Uh, based yes. on that engine, yeah, of course, profit. I mean, but that's exciting. I've, <clears throat> I was actually thinking about getting Fallout Three uh, a little while ago. Now I'm like, maybe I'll just wait for Fallout Four because it's looking yeah. mighty fine. It looks um, unbelievable. I'm a big fan of that. I mean, I, we've talked about Skyrim on here before, which is basically mm. the same thing as the same engine as Fallout Three, more yes. or less. Um, and I'm a big fan of that type of open world RPG game. That's it's it kind of personifies the Western RPG to me nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. So I'm they I know am, what they're doing. I'm pretty excited by that. Yeah, and and uh, looking forward to seeing more. Um, I agree with that. I would say uh, another thing that stuck out to me that I was very excited about was the the uh, demo of Star Wars Battlefront. Uh huh. Yes, which looked really good, um, despite being an EA title. Surprisingly, yeah. There's nothing else um, on EA I was really interested in. Not at all. Not at all. But I, but I really did like the Star Wars Battlefront concept. You know, it's funny. I think you and I were talking very recently. I, uh, I don't know why, but I was getting nostalgic for the old Shadows of the Empire game for Nintendo oh. 64. Yeah, that's right. So I checked. I looked into that a little bit. This game uh, looks to be the realization of everything that game could have ever wanted to be, um, and that's exciting. It looks it looks like a lot of fun. It looks very well polished. It looks like it is a, um, you know, a fun experience. It's uh, and it gets all the Star Wars beats correct. Yeah. So I'm, I'm excited about uh, Star Wars Battlefront. Definitely. The uh, Hoth demo they showed was was really superb. <laughs> there always has to be a Hoth demo. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that was one of the more surprising and welcome surprises to me in all of e3 and this is the thing i'm going to end on for me at least yeah was the announcement of a new south park rpg yeah the (laughs) the um south park the when i love this title the fractured but whole as in fractured but but whole w-h-o-l-e which is yeah that whole that tongue in cheek, uh, hilarious uh, brilliance I expect from Trey right. Parker and Matt Stone. So exactly, um, I I you know it was just a trailer, and who knows when it's gonna. It's one of those things like who knows when it's gonna come out. So probably in two or three years. But I'm just excited to know there's another one in in the in the works. I was talking with some people on Twitter recently about how South Park: The Stick of Truth is perhaps the greatest adaptation of a source material I've ever seen in a video game. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. It is. I mean, you could, you could say things about the, uh, you know, pros and cons of the actual gameplay and things like that, but the presentation and the feeling that you were actually playing a South Park cartoon was un, uh, unmatched and pretty amazing. So I'm, I'm looking forward to more. I like that. That's good. Um, there was, gosh, there was one more. Oh, I know what I was going to talk about. The other thing, uh, this was probably my number two from the Microsoft presentation was, um, the concept of the, uh, celebration 
hmm. of rare as a developer. Celebrate good times. Come on. Celebrate rare wear. Come on. Oh, that's terrible. So this was what it was. So, <laughs> uh, and they're doing that with a, um, well, I don't know, I guess a single disc or a single game that contains 30, mm-hmm. 3 zero, of Rare's classics from the past. Yep. Um, including, you know, uh, Viva Pinata, uh, Banjo-Kazooie. Perfect um, Dark. Perfect Dark. I mean, name some of your favorite Rare games that isn't Goldeneye. Because <laughs> uh, that's not on it. Um, but but pretty much everything else, you know I mean? I'm excited about what uh, about the pot. I, I like this idea of like the greatest hits um, from you know generations that aren't that far gone. You know, this is not like an Atari collection where they charge you, you know, sixty bucks for eight Atari games, right? Um, right, right. Yeah, this is know, pretty decent. It's like thirty bucks for thirty games, essentially. So. Yeah, it's. I mean, and and they're not bad. Almost all of them are are worth something in their own right, and. Yeah. Uh, you know, I have proven to be a lot of fun. It's a good celebration so of Rare. Yeah, celebration of Rare, and, and I, I think <clears throat> there are a few developers in the industry that can sport the same kind of catalog um, and success rate with their catalog than Rare can, so I'm all about it. Rare Replay, yep. Battletoads Arcade, even. Battletoads was, was one of those RC, things that was like... RC oh, Pro-Am, yeah. which, come on, is a pretty good game. It's pretty good. RC Pro-Am is a great game. Um... I saw someone on on Twitter remark about the the rare replay that uh, they said in one fell swoop uh, Xbox One has more uh, Nintendo sixty has a better Nintendo sixty four collection than the Wii U does. Yeah, <laughs> true, isn't it? Conquers Bad Fur Day. Yeah, also that, and that's a that is a surprisingly rare game nowadays. Uh, get it? Hot rare. Well, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah surprisingly expensive game to find uh, in its Nintendo sixty four version cartridge version. So. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, no, good call on that one. Yeah, that's a good. So yeah, pretty um, pretty good E three. You know, I thought it was a great E three. I mean, you stuff. know, you you have to you, you take the good with the bad, but I think there's also you know yeah you, you might think the VR is kind of a trend. It's kind of the way the three D TVs were like yeah. you know uh, yeah that's exactly four or five years ago. That's exactly what I was thinking. Like this is the end, this is the new three uh, D TV of the video gaming world, but. Who knows what's going to hang around? I, I think, uh, you know, the industry is definitely all in on it. And I think the industry was only kind of half in on 3D TVs. So maybe this changes something. I don't know. Who knows? All right. So uh, an E3 to remember, I thought it was worthwhile, you know, unlike a lot of the E3s that of, of recent memory where it's been pretty forgettable. This this one I thought was, uh, was pretty good. A lot, lot of cool news, a lot of uh, rehashing of the past in a good way, not a bad way. Yeah, I mean there there was a lot of rehashing in the past, but not, not, you know, you know, not in an overlay, overly, not overly done. That's what I'm trying to say. No, uh, I agree. And and you know what? Sonally, Sony, Sonally, Sonally, finally got in the game. And and I mean, how long have people been begging? I'm still kind of amazed that a Final Fantasy VII remake is a thing. I thought they were just going to completely yeah. ignore that forever. So. Well, it was it was six and seven that that I felt like they were never gonna do ever until they felt comfortable, but I would have always guessed they were gonna do seven before they did six. Mm-hmm. That's that's turning out to be true. You know, maybe in five years from now they'll do six, but uh, I'm not holding my breath. And to be honest, I don't even need it. They never remade six. I'd be fine. Yeah. 
All right. That's your E3 Redux, folks. You don't need to know anything else. Yeah, that's just forget it all. That's it. Um, now we move into the third portion of the program. While I'm loading up some questions, why don't you tell the wonderful people how we are a real-life podcast? Hey, that's a good idea, Mr. Commodore. You can uh, find us as the Echo Screen Live podcast on iTunes, Android, mm-hmm. Stitcher, uh, any, any Android app of your choice, really, uh, that catches the pods. Uh, just search for Echo Screen Live, and you can subscribe and love us. And if you do so... In any of those formats, please leave us a review, uh, especially on the iTunes, because, hey, apparently it's important to them. Um, yes. Yeah. That's, yes. That, that's pretty much that. So, All right. Here we go. Jumping into some questions. Folks, if you do have questions for us, all you have to do is uh, click my name in the chat. If you're following, us, uh, following along with us there, Commodore128, click there, send me a private message. Or you can tweet at It's the Commodore, send your uh, questions there. Okay, sounds good. Cooper's on board. Cooper's ready for questions. Banana Star, Banana Sneaker asks, HoloLens, even though people who have tried it say that it's awesome, still unbelievable, I'm awestruck. Is this even a question? No. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a question. Nope, that was a question. It's a question. It's not, that, yeah. They're done. Uh, yeah, I, I kind of... Uh, yeah, I... I in my mind, you know, I wrapped up HoloLens with all that other um, virtual reality stuff. I mean, that was part of the Microsoft presentation, the HoloLens. Mm-hmm. I I kind of feel that way about it as I did Connect. It looks like an amazing tech demo of sorts. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they're mm-hmm. playing that Minecraft-like thing. But I'm watching it thinking no one's going to want to do this in real life. Um, it's interesting. Especially in front of their uh, family and friends. Where they can't see it. Yes. Yeah, that's and that's that's the biggest thing to me about is that it's a very insular experience, um, and it has yeah, and it has to kind of get you up and going doing things, which I don't want to do that from playing. Screw that, unless it's a special occasion. Um, yes. Yes, it's a very interesting tech demo, and no, it's not a question. Uh, related, Kez Muff asks, "Hey guys, what are your thoughts on the Minecraft Hololens demo?" Just answer that. Boom! Done. Two for one. Actually, looked pretty promising. Like, but something like I would never want to play. So I, cool. I won't say never, but I feel the same way about it as I do about you know Oculus and and Morpheus and et cetera, et cetera. You know, it's like, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh. Captain Carnage asks, do you think the general reaction to the new Ghostbusters movie would have been better, or, or I'm sorry, more well received? If it was announced as a continuation instead of a reboot, uh, if it was done five years ago and you still had ha- Harold Ramis on board, uh, yeah, quite potentially. Um, but really, really, any hope of a good Ghostbusters movie coming out died with Harold Ramis. Um, yeah, who worked with he kind of reined in uh, Dan Aykroyd's crazy on the first Ghostbusters movie. Um, uh, if you if you look Dan at, Aykroyd, yeah, crazy. he's pretty crazy. Um, f- you know, funny but crazy. You know, you you uh, read about things like uh, the, like for the the long long uh, <clears throat> Ballyhooed idea for Ghostbusters three, which was kicked around for uh, years, was which by Hale Raymond or uh, by Dan Aykroyd was like, oh, the Ghostbusters go to hell, literally. 
you know it's yeah. like um that's comedy you know okay yeah. uh I, but you know um bill murray was never on board so it just didn't go through and unfortunately once harold ramus died that was the, the this yeah, that, that was any, the nail in the coffin yeah any sense of of uh of <laughs> This you know the movie being reined in and actually made competently, I think, went out the window. So, however, the new film will be directed by my co-star in the uh, classic Disney film, Heavyweights. <laughs> so, wait, which one's that? Is he's that the, the he's nurse? The yes. Well, maybe he's the guy that nurse he's Ju- the guy that uh, nurse Julie dances with the nurse at the uh, no. at the dance scene, which I started. Not not that you're still bitter about that or anything not at all no not at all she was a very attractive woman are you saying she's not now i don't i would i would guess not i was kind of 12 at the time what's her name i don't know okay next question i'm going to find out who this uh mr long lost love mystery asks long time watcher second time caller shane from re-res said recently that and shane has actually been on the program before he has thank you for him Shane from Rerez said recently that Nintendo relying on Amiibos will ultimately burn out fans and destroy their core business. Do you agree or disagree? I disagree. I think um, Nintendo fans are a special kind of super fan in general. Uh, Mm -hmm. Look at how the Amiibos, how many are out there now? A few dozen at least. And they're still flying off shelves like crazy. I mean, I don't think it's going to, they have a, if it, okay. I'll put it this way. If it does burn out their audience, we'll find out pretty soon because there are a lot of Amiibos coming out. Um, And I've heard the argument, eh, it's like plastic DLC. Kind of. If you want to really be cynical, you can look at at it that way. But I I see it more. I I like having tangible tangible things. I I just said to someone in the chat earlier saying, hey, you can play PS3 games on a PS4. I'm like, yeah. You can buy them and play them, but it's all digital. I'd rather have a disc, you know. I'd like to have that yeah. backwards compatibility where I can buy a PS3 disc, stick it in the PS4, and even if the PS4 has to download the actual information at that point and say, yeah, you can play it, at least I still have that disc. Um, right. If I buy a NES Amiibo, which I do have, by the way, uh, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, it's like it's like a DLC of sorts if I put it into the game. But you know what? At the end of the day, I still have that nice little neat plastic figure that makes me happy, you know, because I like tchotchkes. So... It's a little something. And extra. I don't think you're alone. I don't think you're alone. I, I don't. I don't think this, this necessarily kills anything. The only way it would it would end up being uh, a real a real burnout and, and pain to their business would be if if these were so ridiculously expensive to produce and distribute that um, you know they essentially ran into cash flow problems because of their you know fledgling toy business instead of their you know video game business. Um, That's good. <laughs> and Mr. Mystery in the in the uh, chat says that he's he, the Nintendo conference really pissed him off and he's probably not going to get the NX now. I'd say at Ooh. least hold on and find out what the NX is before you decide. Yeah. Is that like everybody giving up on Game of Thrones right now? Oh, we didn't even talk about that. Yeah. It's oh, it's, it's only some of the book watchers, the book watchers, book readers. They're coming back. You're all coming back. Um and and something else I'll note is that the uh plush Yoshi that's coming out with Yoshi's uh what's it called? Epic Yarn? No, that's Kirby. I was going to say that, but no, it's Kirby's Epic Yarn and Yoshi's Woolly World. It's this yes. It's this plush yarn Yoshi, and I'm only vaguely interested in the game. 
I might pick it yeah. up after a while if it's yeah. on sale, but damned if that little Yoshi amiibo is not adorable and I actually want one. Yoshi's not yeah. even a character I like all that much, but it's just ridiculously awesome. He's a man of few words. <laughs> I like him. Yippee. Um, I don't even know if he says yippee. I just wanted to do that. Yippee. <laughs> Eat apples. Anuvong asks, apples. "Do you guys do you guys think Nintendo's foray into the mobile gaming market will help them or hurt them in the short term or long run?" Yeah. Okay. That's a, like four questions. Yeah, one. I know. That's that's a like a matrix of questions. Um, I think I think it will help them in both, and I think it is uh, a wise move. They probably should. They're probably a little bit late to do. Um, to reap all of the possible benefits for. Side note, <laughs> did you know that uh, Kate Upton is being replaced by Mariah Carey in the uh, in the uh, commercials for uh, uh, Fire Age or whatever the hell it's called, what it's called. Game of Fire, Fire Games. Game fire of War? Fires. Game of Boobs? Wire, wire for Fire, fire, fire Games? Fire Bomb? Fire Boobs? What are we talking about? Um... Okay. Who's, who's well, I guess you did know that. Who's replacing Kate, Kate Upton? She's irreplaceable. Mariah Carey. That's terrible. Little, uh, Little Miss Six Octave voice herself. Why would they... Why? That's that's bad on all counts. They it's bad. But I think it goes to show the mindset of these kinds of folks. Can we agree on that? Wait, these kinds of folks? Yeah, like, I mean, right. the people that are making this kind of game. I got right? an update for you. Your okay. your your crush, the nurse from Heavyweights, is named Leah Lale, and she is turning fifty this year. Fifty. There you go. Oh yeah. Uh, there you go. She is. Uh, <laughs> welcome to the Leah Lale cast. She is known for VIP, Little uh. Nikki, which is a Pamela Anderson movie, Little Nikki, Heavyweights, and Denial. Listen, I was I was a big part of her career. That's she all, owes me a lot. That's all I got. Um, um, oh, and this is what apparently what she looked like in uh, circa heavyweights era. So there she is, off to your left. Right beautiful, now. beautiful crush for a twelve-year-old uh, kid. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, moving I'm, on. I'm glad you, how about you all wanted to know that. How about that old gamer asking? I recently began watching all Star Trek series. Man, that's tough. I forgot how much I liked DS9. What are your favorite Star Trek series? He asks as he sees Jonathan Frakes over my left shoulder. Yeah, I got to say it's uh, Next Generation, although Deep Space Nine is a close second for very different reasons. Yeah, I'd probably say the same thing. I, I really Now, I did not get into Enterprise the same way you did. but um, Well, I wasn't even all that into Enterprise. Yeah, but you at least like watched it every week for a while. Uh, I watched it like for the first like three or four weeks it was on and went, eh. I watched it a little bit for the first season and then kind of just fell uh, fell away. So, but anyway, um, I caught up with. Later. I would I would say Next Generation is still the best Star Trek series ever made. I think Deep Space Nine is close second. The reason why Deep Space Nine, but Deep Space Nine could be could easily be the best. Um, some of that is just because of the aged look of next generation now it's starting to look a little aged yeah which definitely shows its age now you know 10 years ago it was a different story 
right now it is it's you know I've I've been trying you know, BBC America Netflix and so forth. You pick up some of the old uh, Next Generation episodes. It's it can be tough to watch, especially some of the earlier episodes. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'd say about that. But agree. but D Space Nine is tough to watch for different reasons, but more because they're trying to D Space Nine felt so much more like a soap opera early on. A bad soap opera. A, ba- a bad soap opera, you know, <laughs> with transitions and, you know, like, you know, quirky camera shots and weird reactions. And they got it right. Um, they really did eventually, you know, especially during the Dominion War. Um, yeah, there might not be. If you just, if you reduce Deep Space Nine down to the Dominion War, it probably would be the best <laughs> Star Trek series out there. It's about as epic as 90s television sci-fi got. Yeah, and and that that in Babylon Five, which was definitely a lower rent version, um, not not version, but a, you know a lower rent sci-fi show. You know, uh, they all kind of pale in comparison to things like Battlestar Galactica, but you know, still pretty good. Very Absolutely. very good, actually. Um, Just a different era of television. Josh asks, hey guys, saw the new Metroid Prime game announced. Do you think they may go back to the exploration Metroid at some point? I assume like a normal Metroid game. I'm sure yeah. that they will at some point. Yeah, I think so too. When? No. I don't know. So interestingly, I don't think we ever talked about this in the show, but there was a um, creator video for Castlevania Symphony of the Night uh, that was actually put on by the Double Fine guys. And uh, it's like two hours long, okay? I haven't seen that. And it was filmed at like four o'clock in the morning. But it's good. It's really good, okay? Um, and one of the things that's interesting is that, that gets asked during that, uh, during that video is whether or not the creators of Castlevania uh, were offended by the concept Metroidvania, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, the response was actually, you know, they were a little offended by that because the games that they were trying to emulate were actually not Metroid games. They were Zelda games. Um, and they thought mm-hmm. that, that Metroid, in many ways, was just kind of an adaptation of the concept put forth by the original Legend of Zelda, i.e. exploration, uh, repetitive landscapes, but but trying to you know find certain items or gather certain um, capabilities that allows you to explore further in the game. That's interesting. Uh, I, I can see the similarities for sure, but just the fact that it's a platformer versus a top-down mm-hmm. type mm-hmm. world is really lends itself more to Metroid uh, than, uh, than it absolutely does. Legend of Zelda in my mind. None of those things they should be ashamed of. But they're both, they, they are both similar games. They are both exploration-type games. I can see why they would say that. And Symphony of the Night still, to, <clears> to, <throat> in my mind, is, is one, of the, <coughs> one of the best video games ever made. Oh, sure. Yeah, it's a very, very good game. <clears throat> what is a man? Um, okay. It, it was a go. mouth uh, fart. <laughs> uh, Leonard Ryan asks, I think you forgot about Doom. Opinion? Yes, that's the question. The um, answer is no. I have no opinion, actually. I yeah, we, we, didn't, we didn't forget about Doom. I just... I kind of forgot. Very little to talk about at this point. Yeah. Not uh, too thrilled. I've never been big on Dune. Dune sorry, Dune. Frank Herbert's Dune. I've never been, been, been big on that. <laughs> uh, I, uh, or even Doom. Doom 3 
was a great game. Which came out. Played a lot of it. A while ago. 2004, maybe? Maybe. 2005. Um, maybe even maybe even earlier, maybe even three. I can't recall. Yeah, but um, I played Doom three, but it was my least favorite just because it wasn't. You know, Doom was such a great self-contained experience. Doom three didn't feel like an authentic Doom experience. It felt like something very different. Um, you know, it felt like some of the the, the newer ID games, uh, like Rage, stuff like that, more than it felt like hmm. a Doom game. So, I don't know. Maybe this new one will be different. Who knows? But I, I do like some of the art, you know, some of the graphics and some of the stills they put on there. Some of the, uh, you know, like the big enemy they included at the end. I mean, that was pretty sweet. I enjoyed that. I really don't have um, an opinion. Yeah. I know. That's all right. It's okay. You don't have to have one. N. Chirito asks, are you still shipping out the reward boxes from the charity marathon? I haven't seen any updates and haven't seen mine. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, the vast majority have already been shipped out. I know there are certain. Um, I let me check on some of these. I I was in contact with the person who's making these shirts, and he today, and he apologized about not getting those out. Uh, but they, he he apologized. They should be getting out sometime next month. So um, I'm sorry. I don't have. Uh, power over that it's 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 the generosity um, of people donating things so other people can donate and it's a giant mess i mean if we are to do another marathon this year i completely want to get away from actually giving anything away because it is such a giant hassle and i feel bad for people waiting on things and yeah etc cetera, etc cetera. so does not make life easy you will you are not forgotten things will come to you um, I, I ask for patience. Um, it, it just takes, it always takes longer than I wish it's it would. Time. I'm sorry. Absolutely. Every single year. Uh, Princess Garnett asks, do you think it's, it's for the best for Square Enix to move on to a new series and leave Final Fantasy behind? Sorry, say that again? Do you think it's for the best for Square Enix to leave, to move on to new games and leave Final Fantasy behind? <sighs> yes, I think it is. I'll go out on a limb and say yes. I mean, I'm, I think Final Fantasy mm, has been iterated into the ground. I mean, well, let's see. They haven't had a core Final Fantasy game since 13. Mm-hmm. When was that? Um, that that's that's a, the problem. There's so <clears throat> many crappy Final Fantasy games that it's like yeah Final Fantasy fourteen after they rebooted it has been doing very well, mm. um, but let's see thirteen came out in two thousand nine, so yeah, yeah, and then Final Fantasy fifteen, yeah, yes, yeah. People aren't even talking about it anymore. They're more. They're more interested in Final Fantasy VII. So oh, uh, that's. Isn't, but isn't, isn't that an indication? To me, you know, it means yeah. let, like let's let's move on. Let's make something new. Let's 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 find that next big thing. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I don't know. I would say they should let the series lay fallow, but they kind of have. But they've also yeah. they also have a lot of side like uh, Final Fantasy World uh, oh yeah what's it called World the um, cutesy cutesy little world thing. yeah it's like a chibi you know. thing but it's still an RPG 
I don't know. I wasn't too thrilled with that, but at least it's something. Um, I can't even remember what it's called. Anyway, yeah, I, frankly, I mean, Final Fantasy doesn't have nearly the cachet for me it once did. Uh, I'm actually more interested in Dragon Quest nowadays than Final Fantasy. Um, I'll keep an eye out, but I'm not... I don't look toward any releases with excitement anymore. Except for maybe remakes of Final Fantasy VI or seven. Exactly. That I'm excited about, for sure. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's... Uh, maybe 15 will be amazing. Who knows? I mean, uh, 12 and 13... You know, it's a car driving through the forest or whatever, and I'm sure it'll be good. There you go. Exactly. Qu- direct quote. Put it on the box. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be great. It's yeah, a look, it's a car through. driving around. And I couldn't be less interested. Okay. <laughs> Uh, we're getting uh, we're getting pretty advanced here in our time quotient here, so maybe I'll just try to do a couple of these in quick fashion. Advanced in the time quotient, yes. Uh, uh, Trippin' Drago asks, "How old do you guys think a game has to be to deserve a remastered? To deserve a remastered? Yeah, like a remastered edition. At least a generation. I'm seeing a lot of remasters from the previous generation. Yeah, like Last of Us." Yeah remastered stuff like that um yeah i mean that's something that's two generations old i would i would prefer it be at least two generations old me too i'm not gonna get too upset too bent out of shape if it's one generation old but yeah redoing the original halo on xbox one makes total sense Mm -hmm. um redoing halo 3 doesn't make a lot of sense it's my opinion um, let's see. Jason asks, Boring. do you two mod your Bethesda games, i.e. Skyrim and Fallout? If so, what kind of mods? No, I play on the console. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. I noticed, uh, Techie, uh, put in the chat, Rue's disinterest in Doom led to some amusing rambling from a few, a few years ago at, uh, uh, from Magfest on a, on a panel. What can I say? <laughs> I'm not a fan of Doom games. I'm, I'm just not. They don't throw. I understand that they're important. I just don't find them interesting. I'm sorry, yeah. Pat. Well, anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. what was the question? Uh, do I mod Bethesda games? Yeah. So when I had Skyrim. I played it for a while by itself, just kind of vanilla. And then I was like, I wonder what the mod community is all about. And there's ridiculous amounts of mods. So, yeah. Uh, I, I did that a little bit. I like Thomas, to play the uh, the, the uh, engine oh. or whatever. I did see a video of that. It was ridiculous. Um, but it's um, yes. I, I, the mod community is so robust for for games like that that I, I think after you play it by itself for a little while, it definitely spices things up to do so. I'm a fan yeah, of but that. I got to tell you, I I love Skyrim as itself, and I think the replayability factor is huge for me. Um, you know, going through the just the regular plain vanilla game is awesome. I don't need anything else. Yeah. Uh, that's how good of a game it really is. And I mean that. Techie asks, will there will the newly announced YouTube gaming displace Twitch TV? That's a good question. Uh, yeah. Oh, we didn't even talk about that in the news and notes because you're all like, hold on. I got to talk Jurassic, about how Jurassic, Jurassic World, World sucks. Yeah, we can't talk about good. real news. Anyway. You heard it here first. You heard it here first. Ten years from now, you're all going to be going, man, the Commodore was friggin' right on. (laughs) Uh, YouTube gaming. Uh, I haven't seen a lot about it, honestly. I've I've kind of just skimmed some articles about it. But from what I read, it's very robust. It's very good. Uh, And considering that it's YouTube, 
Mm-hmm. Could it displace Twitch? Of course. Yes. Anything can displace anything. I mean, nothing can stand forever. Um, no, I agree. Will it? Twitch that has, a, a, good, has a good little niche for itself. I they, just don't know. Yeah. That um, can continue. I think it'll definitely give Twitch a good run for its money. We'll see yeah, what happens. I, I can't really prognosticate past that. Broccolope asks, do you think it's still hip to be a Square Enix? <sighs> that's awful. That's a great... That's a great... No, it's great. <laughs> Freaking awesome! Um, by the way, interesting side note. Before I knew what that song was called, and before I became a big fan of Huey Lewis, i.e. when I was like eight years old, I thought that song was 53 squared. Not, it's hip to be square. It's 53 squared. That's that's awful. That's hey, not even close. That's real life. That's real life, people. You didn't come here for me to that, lie to you. That's... It's real life. Not even. That's just wrong. No, that's not even close. That's not like excuse me while I kiss this guy. That is. Which is which sounds familiar. Yes, it is. Or or the to me the most easily misunderstood song lyric in history in, in music history, which is Hideaway the Death Star plans. What for Elton John and Saturday Night's All Right for Fighting. We no. we hide away the Death Star plans. Saturday, Saturday. No. No? No. I think there's something wrong with your hearing. You need it to be checked. I was gonna say blinded by the light, wrapped up like a douche, another roller in the night. Because even when I know what he's supposed to be saying, which is wrapped yes. up like a deuce, yes. he still says it wrapped up like a douche. Yes. I'm like No, he is saying douche. I don't care what he's supposed to be saying anyway. Yeah. Whatever. Dude, what were we talking all about? You need to know. All you need to know. 53, 53 squared. squared. It's awful. Dun, dun, dun. You're an awful human being for thinking that. It's 53 squared. Okay, let's see here. Let's do a couple more and then we'll we'll call it a we'll call it an evening, all right? <sighs> yep. Oh, no. Hey, none of that yet. None of that yet. All right. Uh Matt asks what are the intro and outro songs are the original for the podcast keep up the awesome podcast oh you know i've been i've for for months now i've been meaning to put up a little thing that just says what those actual remixes are they weren't made especially for the podcast um no. <clears throat> but i've been meaning to put them up like while the song's playing the, sweet if they were yeah all right but we're not that awesome um no. the intro song let me see if i can find it actually i uh, go to the next question i'm gonna actually find what these are Okay, go on to the next question. You got it. Grubba asks, what do you hope to see in the next E3? Um, I would like to see if, if uh, VR has fleshed itself out enough to actually warrant being something more than just a fad product. We are VR Troopers. Troopers. Three. Three. Virtual, Virtual reality. reality. Troopers. Three. Go. Sorry, that's one of those shows that it's not good. If if you if no 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 like if you woke up tomorrow and everyone else disavowed all knowledge from that, you could you could actually <laughs> convince yourself that it wasn't real and that it was a dream. You know what I mean? Yeah, actually, like, it's not like friggin' you know, it's not like you know, it's not like even just the Power Rangers, right? The Power Rangers existed. We all lived it. We saw it. It was popular. This is like VR Troopers. I'm not convinced that was a real show, even though I can remember watching it. Big Bad Beetleborgs, same thing. 
Big bad Beetleborgs. That was a weird show. That was a weird show. That was the question, right? Yeah, that was the question. Yes. About Big Bad Beetleborgs. Big, big And it was bad. better than VR Troopers. What was the name of the ghost in that? The Attack of the Killer Tomatoes. You remember that cartoon? I vaguely remember that. Awesome. That was, awesome. That was the video game too, right? It was. It yeah. was indeed. I remember that that whole I'm gonna go look that up after we're done here so I can listen to that theme song. Uh, um, all right. So do you want me to find another question? No, found it. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> to answer questions, the intro is uh, from K-Waves Lab. Um, if you go into YouTube, you'll find it. It's called uh, a, dream of, a Dream to Watch of Chrono. And it is um, a remix of Time of the Dream Watch from Chrono Cross. I have no idea who put this out. Oh, okay, K-Waves Lab did, but I mean, I, I have no more information than that, really. It's just an interesting right. remix I found. Yeah. And then uh, the ending song is... Um, is called... Well, that's not correct. Uh, that's the one I found over a decade ago um, on OC Remix. Okay. I am having problems finding it. Is That was Walking on the Moon. Walking Ducktails. on the Moon. It's, it was a remix of the DuckTales. Oh, my legs don't break. Walking on the moon. No, that's not it. No? Uh, we can be together. Walking on, Walking the moon. on the moon. And this is something that I found when I was in college. This is like 15 years ago on OC Remix. And it was since removed. Um... So the only way I can really find it is by going and looking on YouTube. <laughs> Project Reality 64. No, that's not it. Sorry. Oh, the name of the arranger remixer was Arcubalis. A-R-C-U-B-A-L-I-S. Past that, I think his information is lost to time. But <laughs> I always love that remix. Either. Yeah. Yes, thank um, you, Adam820 in the chat for passing those links along. So, anyway, finally answered yeah. that question. All right, we answered that question. We're now at 35 minutes and an hour. The so, we'll probably call it, a, call it quits. Hey, call uh, it. you know one thing we, we have to do next time? We do probably need to do a little little Game of Thrones redux. I think the people's probably missed that this time. Let's, let's, let's make a note of that. We at least need to yeah. talk about it. We need to talk about it. Let's give people a little little chance to digest. Yes. So, Be two weeks so from now, angry. folks, get engaged. We're coming to you. We're going to talk a little bit about Game of Thrones. All right. Um, well, thank you all for uh, spending this hour and a half with us again. I hope you found it worthwhile. If you didn't, too bad. Well, I'm sorry. We're going to do better next time. Maybe not. Stop bitching about it. Keep bitching. We're trying. Okay? Not really. Please, thank just, you. Can you. Just like listen one more time, at some point. One more shot, baby. Come on, Come on. give me one more shot. Come on, Come on. 
<laughs> anyway, uh, now we're making a long podcast even longer. <laughs> Shocking. Um, d- doing absolutely nothing. Um, anyway, so you can find me, if you have suggestions for the program, by the way, you can just tweet me at It's the Commodore. If you uh, have similar thoughts or uh, would like to uh, bash Rue's pronunciation of Japanese names or uh, remixers, obscure remixers, all you have to do is tweet him at Rue underscore COTGW. Take that. Take um, it. And if you love the show, we'd like to hear about that as well. So until next time, folks, which will be, oh, you know, about two weeks from now because, you know, it's about two weeks from every time we do the show. July the uh, 1st. Hey, that's my birthday. Oh, yeah, it is. Congratulations. You win. That's my, that's my birthday. It must be my birthday. <laughs> I was like, oh, uh, there's something about J- J- July 1st that sounds like yeah. I should know it. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's three days before yeah. July 4th. That's why. Yeah, I have to think about that. Anyway, we'll see you next time. Or if you're listening, we'll talk to you next time. Until then, I'll leave you to the silent abyss that is your pathetic empty lives. That's extra harsh tonight. I know. <laughs> I, I, I'm not holding back today. Yep. Not holding back at all. Uh, for Rue, I am the Commodore from the Clan of the Gray Wolf, and there is no reset button. actually kind of like this character to begin with but the fact is he's completely inconsistent in the movie he starts out with this concept of oh you know what it doesn't matter about the money because we're really excited about the park you know jurassic world like the park is doing something cool kind of like john hammond right then halfway through the movie he completely turns and does a 180 and feels something completely different he's like oh you know we got 26 million dollars uh invested in this asset and you know oh geez i'm losing money like crazy i can't do that so it's like his his character doesn't have an arc. It's just completely inconsistent. Small, I know, but important. Now, let's talk a little bit about the dinosaurs themselves.